We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Lightyear's post game. I we we got two hundred and it keep keeps going. I'm not surprised. I think tonight may set the record for locker room. So thank you, Steve Kerr, for helping the show grow. That's the only compliment we're gonna give you tonight. Uh, Andy, where are you at? I where where, <laughs> where am I at? Or you know, this is uh, first game after the All Star break, Sam. I thought. You know, I thought maybe, maybe we were going to get a different team. A team that was focused. Maybe we had a coaching staff that talked all week about how they were going to make adjustments. Remember that? Like three hours ago? You know, maybe we get some players that were fresh. Draymond Green, Kelly Oubre, James White, Andrew Wiggins, right? Looked tired. Sam, that was the worst fucking game the whole season. Worst game. Worst game of the season by far. Like, I think both on the court and off the court, the worst game of the season. Not even close. Yeah, I mean, okay, can we talk about, can we start here? I've had it with media members telling us to calm down. The Warriors are supposedly one of the three biggest teams in the NBA. By, uh, by quote-unquote valuation. Three? Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. Second biggest team in the NBA. Sure. They're okay. supposedly a global brand. But they're but anytime we hold their head to the fire and kind of hold them to those expectations that, you know, we expect for a team who charges $200 to sit in the upper bowl, yep. all of us – sorry, upper deck. All of a sudden, you guys are insane. What did you expect? dude? This isn't the Cohan era. You ain't like you're not charging fans this much and telling fans you're light years ahead for fans to accept 19 and 19. And I don't know what the hell they're doing with developing James Wiseman or whatever. But oh, wait, like, hold on. We're not going to play. You don't get to play it both ways. You don't get to play it both ways. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're not going there yet. Not yet, because that's another whole story. And I'm with you. You know, the being a fan is is that's what being a fan is. It's being a fanatic, right? It's being a passionate. I, I was on the. I was. I was talking to someone who was from the East Coast yesterday, and they were telling me how, like, when they're in Boston, there's literally nothing to do. So all they do is get angry, right? They watch the Patriots, they watch the Celtics, they watch the Bruins, whatever the hell else is in Boston, and just get angry because there's nothing. There's, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing there, right? So right now in the Bay Area, there is nothing you could do, you know, because of whatever the hell is. We got this pandemic that's still going where nothing is open. So all the all people do on a Thursday night, Sam, is we're waiting here for the Warriors to play basketball, right? I'm out here. I'm looking for arena football games to watch. Like, I got nothing to do. So when that happens, people are going to be passionate. What, what's wrong with that, right? Like, what's wrong with Warriors fans being pissed off that they're losing by 30? And, and by the way, the same exact game that we have watched 30 times this season. Right from game one to game 40, this team has come out and stunk the bed. Just two minutes in, they look like shit. And I like, want to yeah. hear about I want to hear about the eight games which weren't like this. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like the Spurs game. They won by 30. Yeah, like exactly. get off the bed, you know? But like every time, nothing has changed. No rotation, like no, no system changes, no defensive scheme changes, no uh no rotation changes. Although tonight there was, even though it didn't work, right? Nothing has changed. So you don't expect. Warriors fans to be pissed, right? Like, that's what that's a good thing, I feel like. And I'm sitting here, and to me, there are there's two things going on, big picture-wise. One, every fan can see Steph Curry is still that dude. He's still on that level. He's still one of the five best players in the league. He's still one of the handful of guys you can say, I can build a contender out. Who else in the league can you say that about? Like, who are players who are good enough that you can say, I can build a title contender around this guy. It's like LeBron, KD, Harden, Kawhi, Giannis. Like it's a very short list. Warrior fans aren't dumb. They see how well Steph is playing this year. Did not play particularly well tonight, but that's besides sure, the point. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, we have enough of a sample. We see that second. So they're, they're not competing this year. That's fine. Second, they draft James Wiseman number two overall. Obviously, he's young. Potential is through the roof. Is he being developed in any sort of coherent way? So that's kind of the juxtaposition. You're wasting one of the best players in NBA history's prime. And you're not developing the player who supposedly the year is about. Like, well, we're going to develop Wiseman and next year when Clay comes back and Wiseman's a year older, he's going to be better. So that is where my frustration is. It's like, you know, how many times have we heard it's that's not what this year is about. We're building for the future. Is building actually going on? <laughs> I would I would actually buy the argument that hey, we can't win the championship, so let's you know let let's kind of chill off that a little bit and figure out how to build a team for next year. Like I'll buy that. Like I'm okay with that, Sam. It makes sense. But when you're playing Brad Wanamaker for 35 games, and then you come out here because I don't even want to get to Wiseman yet because I'm just so angry. Like they come out here and I'm watching Nico Mannion. Fucking, I'm watching Nico Mannion play point guard on a team. He has no idea what he's doing. No way. He has absolutely no He can't play defense. He can't, can't dribble. He can't pass. He can't shoot. There's nothing he can do out there, right? He's playing point guard on the second unit. You've got Jordan Poole, which I, you know, I'm not a fan of him, but like it seems like he needs the ball in his hand, Sam, I think, right? So instead, you have him off the ball, just kind of taking a pass and passing it back. 
right? You're not running any pick and rolls. You also don't have anybody out there when Zubac is obvious big, and then you got Eric Pasqua out there looking just miserable, right? So I, I don't understand how then you're building this team to be better for next season if you're not putting the players in the right places. I agree. And by the way, uh, friend of the show, loyal listener, Charles Barkley, says mm-hmm. the system the system don't work if you don't have the players. The triangle works with Michael and Scotty, mm-hmm. Kobe and Shaq. It's not a triangle without those guys. It's a square if you try to put these bums in that situation. Jesus. That's good. <laughs> That's a good podcast. That's a, he could be a good podcaster. <laughs> uh, he's, not, he's not wrong. I mean – I'm I'm just like, okay, I was excited to see what changes they were going to make to get James Wiseman going tonight. Like, I, you know, I was talking with you about it. I'm like, maybe they're going to get him more in pick and roll. Maybe they're going to let him spot up more. Maybe they're going to let him go one-on-one out of the mid post. Instead, we get him benched because of a miscast, which no one will talk about. And then, yeah, nothing else. They're still running the same triangle kind of motion sets. And... I don't know. Like what, what happened? Like is Nico Mannion a piece for the future here? Is that what's going on? Is, did you see anything from Jordan Poole? Like, I, I don't know. Well, like, I, I, like, I think, look, they're losing this game. Maybe anyway, right. They, they, at the first quarter ends, they, they're down by two. So it's actually not a bad start. Um, but in terms of like the, the small stuff, why am I, why am I watching Kelly Oubre get the ball, get the ball in the mid post? And watching Jordan Poole and Juan Scano Anderson move off a split cut. When you talk about this is a square offense because those, these bums are there. Yeah, these guys are bums because they're put on offense where they look like shit. Do you think that Jordan Poole is a triangle player? Like, do you think that any player in 2021 is a triangle player? Like, J- James Harden could probably play the triangle. He never would. But James Harden is so good, he could play in any offense. So, but if you're talking about Jordan Poole, who's like kind of a fringe NBA player, don't you want to put him in a system that like maximizes what he's good at? Yeah, and and, and that's that's the other part of it. It's like, um, you know, Jordan Poole is a, a player who grew up playing pick and roll. James Wiseman, player grew up playing pick and roll. Like, and I, I really don't want to harp on this so much, but it's like, no, we're you doing can this. Run, we're you doing can this run. Time. You can run the triangle if you have a bunch of vets who are very seasoned and comfortable playing that way. I'm not sure it makes sense to run some of those sets when you have uh, when you when you have Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and a bunch of kids. Like, I don't get it, honestly. Well, you know what? Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson could run a pick and roll offense and win too. You know what I mean? And Iguodala and Livingston, like those guys could have, but it was probably best that they actually ran a motion triangle based offense. And that's why they won championships. But all right. So let's, do we want to get to James Wiseman? Let's get to James Wiseman before we get to callers. Cause I know we got a long show ahead of us and this is going to be fun. Uh, Sam, your thoughts on what happened tonight with Steve Kerr and James Wiseman. I thought it was, I thought it was Bush league. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was, um, I'm trying to put this as politely as possible. Uh, it's something a high school coach does because he watched Hoosiers and thinks that's what coaching is. Like, I don't really, unless we're missing something here. Let it out. We really think this is the best way to develop a kid. Like, you're embarrassing him. Um, it's a player's league. I, I don't really understand where what you're what you think you're going to gain from this because all he's all he's going to hear from other players on other teams is like, 
can't believe they did that to you. You know, it's not a it's not a good look, honestly. It's not a good look because you know if they did, if they had done this to Lamelo Ball, yeah. then you would be like, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe because Lamelo Ball seems kind of like that kind of got to do that. I don't know. Like he's had his own really reality show. His dad's, a, you know, his dad's funny. All this stuff. He seems kind of like that type of guy, right? So maybe you suspend Lamelo Ball game. But have we heard anything about Big Jim? That makes you think that he's a diva or he's that type of guy. And, I, and by the way, I'm not even thinking LaBella Ball is. I think all this stuff has probably been wrong, right? So James Wiseman, Sam, do, has, has there anything that you've heard that makes you think James Wiseman is the type of kid to be like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to, you know, fuck a COVID test. I don't really care. Like, I don't, I don't care about no, this. No, it's, it's, it's that's, right? that's the confusing part. Like, if anything, it's probably just a kid forgetting. Who knows? Honestly. I, you know what? I don't, I don't even want to speculate on it. Sure, the sure. bigger thing is, who cares? He showed up the next day and tested. He was cleared like four times in a row. Something happened there. I'd love to get to the bottom of it, to be honest. But what are we? I, I don't know. Like it's just like we're really doing this like knockoff Bobby Knight, like Walmart branch. Like it's just lame, man. Like literally. I guess I'm most bothered by like. I don't want to hear them wax poetic about how progressive they are when they're treating kids like it's the 1950s. Like, what are we doing here? You know, like what kind of like nuanced progressive coaching is this? It's not, it's not, it's all fraudulent. So. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. We're not done here. So Steve Kerr on, on James Wiseman, he says, and I quote, I'm not going to go into detail, but this is all part of development as a young player. You got to take care of your business. Everything matters. This was the reaction of him missing the test and not being able to practice, end quote. Sam, your thoughts, your immediate feedback, please. <sighs> All right, give, me, give me your thoughts here. I'm, I'm actually, you're, I'm legitimately reaching my point where I'm like, I need, a, I need a little space here before I get back to my thoughts. You're going <laughs> to lose it. This is, this is not acceptable. Uh, it's just, it's not. This is something that I think, this is not how you get a player to become a better player. James Wiseman came out there and played angry tonight and played pretty well in garbage time. There are better ways to do that. There are better ways to do that in a season that if you are going to think that you're going to develop a guy who has this much, this much potential, it just, this isn't how you do it. Like why you're not his dad. You're not his dad, right? You're not his parents. He doesn't have COVID, right? He tested negative. He's clear to play basketball. Right, and if you're not going to get the, the mentions, the mentions goes, dude thinks he's Coach Carter. <laughs> yeah, like, like this is the, you want to talk you. about this is the real NBA. This is the real NBA, right? Like, this is the real NBA. This is not, dude. You're not, you know, I, you know. I gotta pause actually a little bit. I was gonna say Coach Carter is a great comp because you're not. Look, James Wiseman has a mom. You're not like. Remember when Kyrie was asked whether LeBron was a father figure to him? Like this is here. This um, is the shit. No, well, this is the shit that Steve Kerr's trying to pull. Like, dude, what are you? What are you doing? And I and I think it's worth wondering. Does does this connect him to the team, to the coaches going forward, or <laughs> or is he going to come out with a you know an attitude where it's kind of like you know screw Coach Kerr and and then you know just non trust going forward. I. I think it's a fair point to bring up because you look at like he's the most talented player the Warriors have drafted since Clay Thompson. So we're talking like a decade since they've had a guy who literally is a lot of pick. I guess nine years because Harrison Barnes is a lot of pick. 
Um, so it's not a one for one comp. I don't think it's fair to, you know, like I, you can't like compare McCaw or like Jordan Bell or stuff like that to him. But like it's worth noting, Jordan Bell was better his rookie year, and then they got on him about like showboating or whatever it may be, and like kind of ruined him. Patrick McCall was better his rookie year. They got on him about stuff he didn't do. What direction did he go? Um, Eric Pascal, uh, who had a very nice defensive play in the, Let the it out. tonight. Um, I don't know that he's taken a step. So I'm just wondering, is this actually beneficial? Because I don't think we've actually seen this staff necessarily develop anyone. I think this staff took over a young team who had developed individually but didn't know how to come together collectively in 2014 and like put the pieces together. And that's distinctly different than taking like a a year one or a year two player and like developing them. Because when Steve Kerr and his staff took over, Steph was in year five. Yeah. Year five. Uh, Clay, Draymond, those guys were in year three, four. So it, it was just, it's just a different development timeline. The one guy that they developed, Sam was Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney, the perfect warrior. No upside. Very solid. Decent defense. Makes the right passes. Literally put him in Indiana in the 1960s. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he is perfect. And and that's what Steve Kerr wants. That is not how basketball is being played today, man. Like, I love Kevon Looney. That's my guy. I always say that. That's my guy. He helped the Warriors win championships. You know, he was a key part of that team. But you are not developing guys to be Kevon Looney. You are not developing James Wiseman to be Kevon Looney. You're developing James Wiseman to be Anthony Davis and try to get to 70% of Anthony Davis. Right? We, got, we, we got another quote here. I just want to throw this out there. Um, uh, Kerr references Curry and Thompson being benched as rookies. Even the superstar players have to earn their way. That's part of the deal for everyone. So it's pretty simple. I, is is that is, was that part of the calculus for why they drafted James Wiseman? Like they can mess around with him a little bit. Like they didn't think Lamelo Ball would respond to being benched because he wanted to bench. Like I don't that's know. That's a great point. I need you to elaborate. I, I, that, that's a great. Point. I mean, I, I want to bring it up. Like, okay, yes, Steph was benched for no reason as a rookie because uh, because the coach wanted to play AC Law. Like that's not a good example. Clay Thompson wasn't necessarily benched as a rookie. They just had Monte Ellis, who's better than him at that point, right? And um, I'm just going down the list of top picks. Let, I don't necessarily actually, recall Sam, any you top picks being benched. Tell, tell me how LaBello Ball has been developed this season. I'm, and I'm not making this in the Wiseman versus Melo. I'm talking about Charlotte versus Golden State. You, you, you've kept with, with Charlotte this season. Talk to me yeah, about how LaBello has He did has, not yeah, start the me. first 20 games. They, okay. they brought him off the bench. He played so well. They put him in the starting lineup, and they kept with him in the starting lineup. I th- they made him earn everything, but it, it made a lot more sense than whatever the Warriors were doing, which was like, yeah, we're going to start you at the beginning, and now we're going to yo-yo your minutes. And, um, I mean, that's kind of the crux of it, right? Yeah, he, and, and LaMelo Ball doesn't play uh, constant pick and roll. He's not Trey Young, right? Like, he's not Luka Doncic. He doesn't have the ball in his hands all game long, and he doesn't make 2,000 mistakes and has no accountability, right? That's one of the reasons why I think the Atlanta Hawks are a mess put the ball in his hands, and now Lloyd Pierce is fired because Trey Young doesn't like him. And you kind of watch him with what LaMelo Ball is doing. It's like, okay, that makes sense, right? It, that makes sense with what he's doing. Does this the James Wiseman stuff make sense, right, where they keep in, in measure? We got, we, got, we got another Steve Kerr quote. Oh, here we go. Hit me. On Hit Wiseman. Me. 
in the great fourth quarter. He responded exactly as I hoped he would. He looked like he was a little angry out there. So that's exactly what I thought he was going to say. Do you actually think that like that's a sustainable thing for developing someone, or do you just get like one night of anger out of it? This, this really? is this this is what happens when you have a massive ego, and you think you think like you're Doctor Phil and Socrates at the same time. You know what I mean? Like like the guy thinks what like, what a combo. <laughs> Like, like seriously, this guy thinks he like he's messing. He's obviously messing with a nineteen-year-old's head, and and to the own to to fulfill his own ego of being like this type of coach that can unlock some crazy potential. Instead of saying, "Why don't you just fucking run a pick and roll," which is what James Wiseman is good at, and just let him cook, right? Instead of playing him and try, I'm gonna Sam before I keep yelling. Let's uh, should we should we should we keep going on this topic or? I think I'm we should. Just, I'm I think getting angry and angry. Officially, like first off, we have a lot of people want to speak, and I appreciate okay. everyone who's okay. waited. We're gonna go in okay chronological order, hopefully, if the app allows me. Um, so be patient with me. The app is now decided to be difficult, which is just yeah. phenomenal. Um, we yeah, do once you keep three hundred and sixty-five people, huh? Why don't you keep speaking while this while I wait for this? Just, just have just have me keep yelling. You know, it, yeah, I need to yell. But just, yeah, <laughs> keep it moving for a minute. I, I need to make sure we. Here we go. Here's another one. Here's another one. Steve Kerr says he's committed to the Nico Mannion, Jordan Poole, James Wiseman second unit moving forward. Although I don't know why James Wiseman just mentioned he wasn't in the second unit. A couple guys who are pick and roll passers and James diving to the rim. This is another thing that Steve Kerr does well. He talks a lot. Talks a lot. Makes a lot of jokes. Makes it sound like everything sounds all good and fun and it makes sense. Look, he said it's pick and roll passes. He said James is going to dive to the rim. You know what's going to happen next game? None of that. It's going to go right back to having James Wiseman posting up against the big where he's pushed out. So he has the ball 18 feet from the rim. Then he shoots a fadeaway long range mid range jumper because he has nothing else to do. Nico Mannion, by the way, I have yet to see him actually make a pass out of the pick and roll. I have yet to see it. No, but he's- he does. He does split the pick and roll and hesitate really well out of it. Some mornings, Sam, you wake up, you're feeling ready to pull the covers over your head, go back to sleep. I mean, it's pretty pretty standard. That's me every morning. No judgment, of course, but let's make having the most comfortable sheets the reason why. Don't love your sheets? Brooklinen has you covered. So Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. So they work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury-level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000, wow, five-star reviews and counting. They are so confident you will love their products. They even offer a 365-day money-back guaranteed. And Brooklyn is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and more. Go to brooklinen.com. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's brooklinen, B-R-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, and enter promo code LIGHTYEARS to get $25 off when you spend a hundred dollars or more, free shipping, of course. Brooklyn.com. Use promo code one more time. Light years at checkout. Just this, just all right. What what else are we going to talk about? while we wait for the app to update. Steph Curry. Let's talk about Steph Curry. He 
for the, the first anger. time. The anger. Yeah, the anger. Woo. What do you think? What, what are your thoughts? Because I'm I'm shocked. I kind of like it. I'm kind of concerned. I like it. I'm curious. What, what did you could you uh, put on your uh, your lip reader hat? What was he saying? Okay, so I I I think he's he's angry at the. Okay, Andrew Wiggins looks like he doesn't want to play basketball. Like he he's looked like that for weeks, and we thought maybe the All Star break will get some out of him. Did not happen. Look miserable out there tonight. Kelly Oubre, eh, it was fine. Draymond Green, eh, it was fine. Right, that's the problem. Kevon Looney, just I don't know. Like he looks like he's eighty five years old. He's ready to go to ARP. Like nursing home is one step away for him, and he's twenty five. It's ridiculous. Um, they they just don't. They look rattled. They look scared. They look like they don't want to play basketball. They just it, it just this just seems like a team tonight that looked like they gave up. And I think Steph has never been a guy to give up. And I just think he's looking at these guys and he's kind of thinking about, dude, what am I doing here? Right. I'm not saying he's leaving, but I'm saying he's just sitting here and he's just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I sitting here? Why am I wasting my time with these guys who don't seem like they care or are trying? Yeah. And I was trying to lip read myself. And to me, it seemed like I don't want to make it about Wiggins, but it felt like it was aimed at Wiggins where it's just like, you, you have, you know, you guys have to do more. And I think it was primarily focused towards Wiggins. Cause like Draymond's going to do what Draymond does. I don't think Steph has major issues with how Draymond sure. plays. Maybe wish he shot the ball one more, but like there's too much continuity there. Right. And then um, let's see. Looney and Looney's Looney, right? Like we know exactly what he's going to do for better or worse. You know exactly who Kayvon Looney is, right? Um, Wiggins is really kind of the swing piece here. And we've seen at times he's been excellent and he's looked like they really get something new out of him. Like he's a new player. Uh, And at other times, not so much. And tonight I just kind of, he had that one aggressive drive to the rim and that was nice, but Beyond that, it's still like too far too in between with them, right? Yeah, it's just <laughs> somebody said Kelly Kelly Ube uh, on Twitter said I uh, lip reading Steph. I ain't busting my ass. Every, I ain't busting my ass every night just to lose by twenty five points. Like this is this is one of those things where I make the LeBron James jokes. LeBron James has no patience, and we make fun of him a lot because. He uses whatever leverage he has, and then he blows up the franchise. He makes everything as toxic as possible, but he wins, right? Uh, he wins enough in the regular season to make the NBA Finals, then he moves on to the next team. You know, if you're rooting for a franchise, probably not great. Um, but right now, with Steph Curry, with the franchise that he's playing for, have they done enough to put stuff around him where it makes sense? Ha- has, has the coaching staff done enough Right. To make it feel like, all right, Steph, you have a shot out there tonight to win a basketball game because we've watched this show. At least 15 times this season, at least 20 times this season, the Utah Jazz, right? The Los Angeles Lakers, the Clippers, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Brooklyn Nets. Every time they play a team that's like even like a, a, a close to a contender, they're blown out immediately and that's not acceptable it's just not acceptable even the dallas mavericks can hang in there the portland trailblazers can hang in there steph is better than dame and steph is better than luca and it's not like gary trent jr is this amazing basketball player right now right the phoenix suns they're blown out immediately 
it's not acceptable for them to be blowing out 20 points. And you can blame the players on the court as much as you can. But at a certain point, somebody's got to take the blame for that. You just can't lose by 20. Even even the um, the worst team? even the Minnesota Timberwolves can stay in game sometimes. The Warriors have no shot right now against any team that's a playoff team. It's embarrassing. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.